0: And you can live in the day. You're a creature that has an aim. You have
1: to have an aim. That makes every moment supercharged. Like personal demons. Oh, have we? Is that what we've talked about? Or is there more to die?
0: Well, okay. So if we take emotional stability and we go into the, the individual realm, non social, non relationship, all alone. Our our emotional stability is only tested by that which comes up from within. In Sanskrit, that's called uh, samskara. But that's when personal traumas remain, right? Or personal uh, demons remain as as, uh, memories uh, or scars. That's a way to remember samskara. And so they're like scars on the inside of ourselves. And... Yes, that will lead to emotional instability, because then we start to do things that we don't want to do in the long run. Our higher nature doesn't want to do them, but it it excites and and activates our lower nature. So um, there's actually a great diagram that talks about this, um, and that a lot of emotional instability can be solved with the Crazy Eight diagram. And the crazy eight diagram explains how someone's instability takes them through a sideways roller coaster. And it's this sideways eight called the crazy eight. So on one side, we have uh, feminine like destructive qualities, which is isolation, depression. Um, I mean, those are the two main ones, there's like one more. And that is on one side of the eight. So we will swing through that isolation and depression, um, like self-loathing, low uh, self-worth, will be on one side. And when that runs its course and our instability uh, goes through those, we will go unstable to the other side of the roller coaster. The other side of the eight will swing down and go into the masculine destructive qualities which is anger, argumentativeness, alcohol, or drug abuse, fighting, okay? So that's the that's the masculine traits of self-destructive habits, okay? And then when those run their course, and we don't feel the attention from those anymore, we don't feel the gratification from those anymore, we'll swing back to isolation and depression. And we swing back and forth and back and forth, and that is an emotionally unstable person um in their own personal hell, and that doesn't have to include anyone else and it's and it often doesn't it often uh especially the feminine side is is uh, eating too much eating too little right hurting oneself the masculine side usually involves other people arguing uh wanting to get in fights to be heard um, wanting to act out, etc., cetera, et cetera. So, uh, we momentarily fall out of the crazy eight and sink down into, um, a- another hell of substance abuse. And then that brings us back into it. And, and we can't get out. Like we keep falling in and we go swinging again, the way to get out and rise above all that and our own personal hell, is to uh, redefine what gives us um, meaning. So in an emotionally unstable individual, inside of their personal hell, they have found these destructive qualities that give them meaning. So drinking too much, eating too much, starving oneself, arguing, fighting, that gives the person meaning, attention. Um, It, 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 makes them feel wanted and alive. So we have to redefine in that person and, and v- really let them know concretely that that is incorrect. That's an incorrect model. That doesn't make us uh, meaningful. That doesn't give us purpose. That doesn't bring good attention to us. So we have to that person has to slowly do uh, the opposite and find their meaning and purpose um, other ways, other more obviously positive ways. Um, and usually it's like helping other people, uh, communicating with people, talking about those things, things like that, like a therapy. Uh, and once they he- hear themselves describe their life in this crazy pattern, they usually can he- uh, hear themselves uh, speak their own stupidity out loud, and then they tend to get better from there. But it, it requires uh, constant communication. So that's the personal hell of, of emotional instability. That, But that reflects into a relationship that reflects into everything you do on the social level. So they really work well together. Um, Like the inside, the individual, the personal life really reflects the social, the outside. So the mind will reflect the outside and the outside will reflect the mind. Okay. So if you're, if you're going through a personal health, uh, or you're not sure if you're emotionally stable you have to think about the things that you do uh, when no one is around when you're when you're alone you know Do you have a higher standard when you're alone? do you uh, feel like you have meaning and purpose and you're doing good things in your life? you know then your relationships, your career, your outward life with friends is probably going to be pretty good. But if you like to, drink yourself to sleep, when no one's around, you're probably hiding something, there's something not good. And sometimes people think that other people will get them out of the crazy eight. Like, oh, when I'm around this person, I'm not that other person. That is uh, not going to work either. Uh, Because eventually, well, that's called uh, codependency you'll depend on that person for your salvation and then that's how you ruin that person's life too so there's you can see how Rokas there's like different levels of instability mm-hmm. and emotional stability uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all and the greatest like technique of all is, is self-reflection really checking in with yourself to see if you're happy and uh if you if you come across a trigger uh, that brings you into a spiral a downward spiral then that needs to be looked at that needs to be resolved it's like a big shining light and and a magnifying glass like do you think that uh well have you been in a relationship since you had that emotional instability no i have not okay. but i would like to think that i have learned from it
1: and it yeah, would be would different be in the future yeah. but obviously i won't know until i'm put in that situation again
0: right 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 and and given the law of karma in the universe you will be put in that situation again which would be interesting yeah
1: i've been working to Resolved that in a way to overcome it. And it seems to be going okay. I seem to be making progress for sure. Good. But then, ah, uh, yeah, that's another thing. When emotions come in, or the logic and everything just stops applying.
0: Yeah, when when logic. Alright, right, well, that's the point. Emotional instability occurs, because logic <laughs> is completely <laughs> blocked. <left>. Yeah, that's <laughs> left. Uh, Like when I'm in the middle of the night, baby's crying, Helena's giving suggestions. And I'm like, I know, you know, I have my own techniques. I know what's going on. Like All these things are happening, right? Logic fails me because of uh, exhaustion or, uh, you know, like stress-related factors. So here's another aspect of all of this when we are emotionally unstable. Sometimes we can give ourselves a break, not be hard on ourselves and say, you know, that was a tough situation. There were multiple factors going on. And I'm going to do better next time but but I fell into the instability for for a number of reasons, and it's just like Helena, for example. She doesn't get mad. She's like, I get it. Like, it's 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 the middle of the night. Uh, you're gonna get up in a few hours and go to jujitsu. Like, I, she can see the the emotional instability route. Like, she can see it. And she sees it building up and it doesn't throw her off because she can see it. So when we can see something, right, we don't react as much. There's no negative reaction if we can clearly see something, which is why detachment is so powerful. If we're detached, we can see the downward spiral of someone else easily. It's very difficult, though, in ourselves because self-detachment is much more difficult than viewing uh, someone else's problems. We're naturally detached from, from other people, right? We're in two different bodies. But when we're in our body, there's a greater level of attachment. So that's where um, the technique of, of third person viewing really comes in. Okay, so what happens is, let's say baby is crying. Okay, I'm holding baby. Um, Helena is next to me. And uh, she's talking. Now there's two of us, or there's three of us there. And I'm seeing life from my eyes. So the technique in that situation, if you can muster it, is to separate yourself from everyone momentarily and view the situation from another person, Like like a camera, like a movie camera is there, or like you're watching a movie. And I'm not Raj, and I'm not Raj holding a baby or hearing crying, but I'm watching the whole scene happening outside of me. Now, that's a level of visualization that requires practice. For example, Rokas, right now, as I talk to you, um, I'm looking at you, I'm talking to a microphone, but... If I want to, in a part of my brain, I can see another reality, right? I can visualize that there's a focal point next to me. And I can actually see myself talking to to you on the computer. Like right now, I'm doing it. So, for example, I'm looking at you. However, in my mind, I can see the side of my head. I can see the microphone. I, I can see the side of the computer and the desk. And How are you still thinking what to speak while you're observing them? Well, the- that's okay. don't underestimate the faculties of the mind. I can put a focal point here. I can put a camera here. I could put a camera over here, and I can see the coffee mug a little better. I can put a folk. I can put an aerial camera above me, like a drone. And I could visualize. I can see my. I can see the top of my head. I can see the top of the the microphone and the the computer.
1: And you're observing you speaking to me while still being able to
0: speak words from you. All in real time. Very cool. And as I do this, I'm not. I don't actually feel that related to anything going on. So that is a technique. And I believe. I believe I first learned that from Covey, who was kind of a mystic. Was it Covey? At least Covey helped the visualization aspect. But this is an old mystic teaching um, of detachment and perspective shifting. But he, he gave the example of when you're in a business meeting. I think it was a business meeting. And he said, "And he said, look at how you're you look at yourself, talking to everyone else. Listen to what you're saying. Hear yourself saying it. Uh, see what you look like right now. Oh, you know what? Jocko Willink also has a, a technique like that, and he talked about it on his podcast when he was asked asked about what detachment was. It's the ability to to do this, to have this." out of mind and out of body perspective. And you're someone else in the room, looking at all of it happening. That's another level of detachment. Um,
1: Yeah, because I had to stop doing that. Because then I would start worrying. It would cause like, anxiety. I'd perceive how other people see me and then I would feel like what I'm saying isn't doesn't come out as I'm thinking it the same way. And then that yeah, I actually sound dumber than one thinking. I don't know. It'd be like along those lines.
0: But well, yeah. Yeah, it that's just terrible. comes with that just sounds like lack of practice. But you've also changed quite a bit as a person. So your ability to communicate has increased. It's become yeah, more for sure, for sure. smooth. I don't know if that helps with 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 someone already feeling like social anxiety
1: because i don't know with social anxiety then you're looking at it from other people's perspective then Not i correctly. think it just yeah it just makes it you worse. compound the anxiety yeah
0: <laughs> you're adding another <laughs>
1: especially if you make a mistake then yeah. you see it from other people's perspective perspective how they see the mistake and then it right. just yeah it's like downward spiral yeah
0: this isn't um yeah this isn't well the the new the perspective detachment is not a practice to relieve uh anxiety if perspectives give you anxiety cuz you're adding a perspective to it mm. the, yeah i don't know this is an anxiety technique i mean detachment but it's
1: still yeah it's still like against i mean i think you were just going to say what what i'm uh, about yeah. to say like as an example if someone is um i don't know like really angry at you and then you can like detach and just imagine like they're saying it to like someone else and not directly you then in that way it could help you not get angry back Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like is that like what you're saying in that way
0: yeah detachment Uh uh-huh well because a lot of things are stemming from attachment Mm Hmm especially if we get anxiety from speech, right, we're, we're like attached to what we say to a certain certain degree. Um, anxiety of uh, in social setting, maybe is we're attached to how we look or we're attached to the body and um, inadequacy comes up, and that's just all attachment. The ability to let go of some of that to some degree, it helps to attempt to give us a freedom that we didn't once have. All of this is to help with uh, mental freedom, which again goes back to confidence and self-worth and self-esteem, which goes back to what we were talking about on the red, with the red pill guys, which is high testosterone activities, personal development, weightlifting, Uh, athletic performance, looking good, you know, enjoying what you wear, enjoying how you look, um, things like that, Uh, self education. Yeah, so in terms of confidence and self esteem, if that's causing emotional instability, those are the techniques that one takes on a personal level. So yeah, we're just now covering that side of it. So that that the where I went in the beginning was was Emotional instability due to relationships, I guess, and it's fresh in my mind because of uh, some client sessions I've been having lately. I mean, relationships are really good to throw us off. Work, I mean, career—that's one thing. I deal with, I work with executives who get thrown off, but I mean, that's people management as well. A lot of this is people management, but but it's also self management how you deal with things. I'll give you an example. Uh, I was at work a couple weeks ago. I was, uh, I'm looking after a project. Other people are working on the project. I'm supposed to update our team leader on the project. There were updates and things going on and I wasn't updated. And it, it turns out the project was way more, along than I even knew and when it came down to updating the team leader I didn't have any and then someone else said oh actually like this is done mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> and the team lead said great so I could have been like attached to the whole thing and been like oh why wasn't I updated I didn't know I looked like an idiot blah 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 But that was, that's not a trigger for me. I was like that it's that far along. Like you're, you've got this first draft done, man, you guys are awesome. I was like, super. I didn't even have to worry about it. Uh, You guys are like a self-running machine. You're, you're on point. Team lead is happy. We're ready with the first draft, man. Good job. Have a great weekend. Like I don't need to be updated. If I don't need to be updated, (laughs) I can think about 10 other things. I don't have to think about thing 11. Um,
1: if, uh, sorry for interrupting, but that is in your book about leadership, like trusting people to do,
0: do it yeah. themselves
1: and not like vanishing over them. Basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See work things. I don't have a big trigger or spot for because I've been through hell with career type teams and hell and back. Um, and I, that's pretty much what the book is about, is, is working with a team and understanding when there's manipulation and, and when you're the idiot. Uh, and I've, I've been far enough along where I'm, I'm, I'm okay with all kinds of things that happen in a work environment. And I, I'm happy to take responsibility because I, I'm sure I lacked the communication with the team. And instead, I probably assumed too much. And if I had just communicated a little closer, someone would have said, oh, yeah, this is done. And I would have been ahead and then could have went to the team lead and said, oh, the first draft is done. Uh, You're ready. We were ready to show it to you. But I didn't. I I was like, oh, they'll let me know. Right. But they didn't. So it's like, oh, OK, great.
1: But you had the trust in them to just be able to do it themselves.
0: Yeah, and I was so happy. And and if they weren't ready, and if there was no draft, I mean, that's what I was expecting. So that would have been fine, too. But I'm well aware that these people are way better than I am at what they're doing. I, I feel like a burden just hanging around asking questions, because they're the professionals in, in videography, not me. I just know that we need the video done. So I don't want to ha- bother them. I want them to do their expertise and get that going. Now, uh, I, in, I like the the framework that I came up with and the timing of everything and the length of everything um, I did like that. And some of those things weren't implemented. And then when we showed it to the the team lead, they were like, oh, Okay, I was expecting some of this this and this. And I was like, so you want some of the things that I said. <laughs> right? I didn't say that, but it reaffirmed that okay, I had some good ideas, they weren't put in, and everyone went back to the table like okay, we we'll go back to that those ideas. That's also fine. But it doesn't really matter how that that video gets done. The point is that the video gets done. And if, you know, my goal is to not even be involved as much as possible and let, let people who know what they're doing, do what they're doing, not get set up for failure uh, and just uh, give all the resources you can and step back. And I did that. Um, it would, have, would it have been a home run if everything I said would have been implemented? Yes. Clearly, I had the same thoughts as the team lead uh did it happen no but that's just how it goes and i didn't have to breathe down anyone's neck no one had to get stressed out cuz they're already stressed out on other jobs what happened was we're doing it uh, we're doing it well ahead of deadline so that these mistakes can be made the fact that all that is going on uh really makes it a, an easy project but what i haven't gone through is like a lot of um relationship stuff like i've never had a baby before so that is where i'm like discovering all these things and it's really fantastic it's it's a really good experience um i know a lot of people that don't want to have a a kid because they're scared of the unknown um and you and i both know we don't want that you want the unknown yeah That's the only way to improve yourself. Yeah, if you can add a variable in your life to throw you off a little bit. Like that's another thing about emotional instability. If you're too stable, well, you're going to probably crumble once a little bit of uh, testing comes your way. So we want to expose ourselves to instability. And that's that's another yogic teaching. That's the, the job of the guru to take the disciple who's kind of comfortable and throw them off a little bit. The monks used to um, like, that's why the monks get randomly told certain things before my time. They said that a monk would be given an uh, airplane ticket and be like, Hey, you're going to go to India this afternoon. You'll we'll see you in nine months. This is your job Done this, this, and this good luck. And then that's it. And it's like, uh, you know, throw someone as, as far into deep water as you can to see what happens. But yeah, you don't wanna think that you're gonna be perfect at something. You just wanna know that if you're proficient in clarity, that you can kind of see your own idiocy fast enough before everyone else does, or before you start blaming other people. Um, you You want to as fast as possible, realize that you're an idiot and do and to move on as fast as possible. Now, I mean, it's a strong word. I'm I'm like, obviously, with personal trauma, Rokas, I'm not calling you an idiot. In your situation, the better word is vulnerable. That's the better word. You want to realize that there are certain things that make you vulnerable and open and susceptible to insecurity. And you're working through those things. You want to realize that first in a situation before the other person has to say something or before you start blaming the other person or even the things that happen to you, right? Like we all have the past trauma thing. Let's put the past trauma thing in there for a second. None of us, and this is a really difficult thing to realize, none of us can depend on the past trauma for goal motivated behavior in the future. That means that we're just relying on the trauma to dictate how we act today. And that's not good because the trauma is not gonna help us solve what's going on in the present moment. It's already gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So the key here is to recreate ourselves so that like, that's the balance of emotional stability, right? We're all teetering on this ball on a plank. And so perfect balance is remaining on the plank, being balanced by the ball. It, you know, and the, the trauma, we kind of hold on to it so it weighs heavy on one side and throws us off. But once we let go of the trauma, we can more easily balance this emotional uh, beam. So it's no good to us anymore. That's the sub of the sub. Maybe I spilled coffee on my shirt a year ago, but does that mean I'm gonna do it today? No, it's not real, just because it happened before. You know, we wanna see today if I spill coffee. And if I do, do I have a backup plan? The fact that it happened multiple times before does not need to dictate my future. In a negative way, in a positive way, maybe I can be better prepared.
1: Yeah. With being better prepared, that's it. seems like that's how you handle life, build a framework which will let you process or I'm not sure how to say, but deal with things that come your way. So you don't avoid those things, but you become a person who is able to deal with them and go through them and learn from them because they will come.
0: Responsibility. Responsibility is the force that causes us to take that camera lens, that perspective, and turn it around to us. We lose the ability. Once we're responsible, we lose the ability or the privilege to think that other people had a factor here greater than our own. Like, oh, the team should have told me, blah, 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 this, this, and this. Or, hmm, I should have done this, I should have done that. That's the idea. Um, My spouse should have not, you know, Helena shouldn't have been giving me advice. She knew that that was like, I was so tired and the baby was crying, no. I should have been able to realize that a mother is always going to give advice about her child. There's no way that I'm ever gonna be in a higher trust position than she is with her baby. No way. And if I think that, I'm gonna have a painful life. Doesn't matter. That would be stupidity. (laughs) Um, If I'm insecure or vulnerable from past trauma. It would be crazy to think that my new partner knows that about me or is somehow equipped to treat me a certain way. And I don't need to be treated a certain way to feel good. I can be self-sustainable. I can be responsible for my own actions. And I can be communicative enough or open enough to explain when I feel um, like I'm slipping or I can hold on to my boundaries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It always starts with what you can do first. It's like our water in the ocean of life is is emotional stability. Like like windsurfing like above the water is... um, would be like, you know, meditation, right? Ultimate mental clarity. But I hate to say it, that's not life. Life is is uh, swimming through a rough the, sea. Yeah, it's it it's. That's what life is made of. Is ego, and emotion is the number one tool of ego. If I don't feel anything, then what's the point? There has to be some sense of feeling to engage with a meaningful reality. So if I'm going to feel well, in a very Aristotelian way, how should I feel? What is the best way to feel? What shouldn't I feel? Should I tell other people that I'm feeling these things? It, it opens up the entire spectrum of engagement. Um If I was like some cold robotic self-mastered machine, well, well, that would be stupid. We wouldn't learn anything. We wouldn't accomplish anything. Elon Musk wouldn't be trying to go to space. Um, Everything would be perfect or everything would be nihilistic and without meaning. But the fact that my partner can say something and it makes me feel a certain way well, now we have like color on a canvas. Now we have something to work with. Now we have why we were born. Without that, uh, there's no point.
1: Interesting. Interesting how that works.
0: Yeah, it is. So in the monastery, in in this ultimate self-mastery arena of training, Um the newcomer is the instability the newcomer being trained is the instability it's like the whole group kind of huddles down and gears up and accepts someone and says all right let's get ready for another round of instability okay but before that and and before that it's like this perfect symbiotic community that meshes with each other. And and because of that, you can have these meditation, this meditation training that excels you way faster than anyone else. And that's the idea. But the, the destructive side of order is not having any instability. Eventually too much order. And you have no Um, catalyst for any further depth any further learning and that gets boring yeah because eventually you figure out the meditation side eventually self-mastery is possible it's not a mystery after a certain amount of time and so the perfect cycle of life and self-mastery is to be balanced and then unbalanced and then balanced again. And to be constantly going. Learning from the unbalanced, right? Yes. Yes. To be constantly thrown off. That's why jiu is so captivating. You think you have it, but then a second later, you're you're almost dying because you, you can't, can't breathe. breathe. And it's like I had it a second ago, and that just keeps happening over and over and over again. There is no uh, rest. That's the magic of it all. So the people that have been hurt from too much imbalance, they need that respite. They need that break from from relationships. But to never to never huddle down and go back in. Um, is a tragedy It's like a, a Greek tragedy. It's the ultimate loss of further information. That eventually resolves the past and makes one a better person.
1: And then quickly. Um, if okay, if a person doesn't have a way to go back to that stability, often stability, and like in a short amount of time, a lot of instability piles on what happens to that person?
0: Well, you, you, <laughs> you break, I mean, it's just it's, it's overwhelming. And we find out who we really are when we're when we're around that kind of stress.
1: But if you're young and unable to handle that at the time.
0: Yeah, we need to learn how to find a peaceful order corner you know a safe a a safe place where uh chaos can be kept at bay for a little while and that can be as simple as talking to a friend you know because like physically we can't always get away Uh, but mentally we can emotionally we can we can we can or spiritually we can so we have to have a support system at certain times to to take a break even if we can't physically go and take a vacation. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, we're we are let let's call it good. I'm going to go and see if Maya is still sleeping. All
1: right. All right, sir. No outro. Just end What? No outro? Just end.
0: Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> We want to thank all the listeners um, uh, for sticking with us and listening along and please engage. Uh, you can email a Raj at Raj um, or Rokas. Do you have an email that I don't know if you want to share? Uh, no,
1: but you can add me on Facebook with the same name as on
0: podcast. I mean, it's the funny thing. Like, We're all available. You don't have to email. You could easily find either of us like three or four different ways you can find us. Rokas and I are available. One day Rokas will have a public Instagram profile uh, and then I can share like his stuff (laughs) and expose him to the world. Um. Uh, thank you to all the readers for the book, everything is your fault. It is, if you've read it, could you please leave an Amazon review? It helps out the algorithms, uh, because everything is algorithmic and, um, we have some, uh, we always have online education via zenmind.academy, um, that you can refer to, to learn meditation, uh, And uh, modules, teaching modules that go through uh, levels of self-development. If you need something to do with your time, uh, I have individuals reach out to me all the time that just need a basic guide or framework for um, self-development. And hey, I've designed that and built it. And it's online at zenmind.academy. If you enroll, um, you can try it for seven days for free and then cancel, do whatever you want but I think it's like eight bucks a month. Um, and it, the meditation program has never failed anyone. Everyone has learned from it. So that's pretty cool. I'm going for it now. Nice. So that's what's going on in my world. And uh, the more people reach out, the better. That's it. Enjoy your day.
1: Till next time.
0: Till next time. Bye
1: bye.